Hi guys, welcome back to this week's Bronco Barn episode. I'm your co-host Sabal. And I'm your co-host Lauren. And today, we this week, we have a really special guest with us, Elizabeth Forshi. Hey y'all, um, I'm Elizabeth Forshi. I'm a student at Clovis North and I am a part of the drama program. Great, so before we begin today's um, episode really about destigmatizing that theater kid that we all think about, let's start off with some um, intro icebreaker questions. So Lauren, I'll pass it to you. All right, so Liz, what do you like to do in your free time when you're not at school or you're not doing homework? Um, personally, I really like reading, but I also like doing um, theater things um, like improv and whatever, whatever else, you know, is, comes my way. Yeah. So those are two great topics to start off with. So you said reading. What is your favorite book or author? You know what I mean. Um, my favorite author is probably Erin Morgenstern. She's written The Night Circus and The Starless Sea, and those are probably my two favorite books, and they're really good, and they're incredible, and I love them. Yeah. That's sick. Great. Um, if you guys are readers out there, those are some book suggestions, so go out and give those a read. Next, improv. Who are the constant interruptions? Tell me about this. Um, the Constant Interruptions is a group of eight uh, drama kids who all get together like a few times a month and we play some silly little improv games and then we have a performance and yeah, it's a group. They're all very nice people. I love them all. They're super funny and um, yeah, it's a good time. We all just really like messing around on stage. It's fun. Yeah. Guys, it was literally the funniest night of my life when I saw them for the first time. I highly recommend going to see them so funny they are literally hilarious sabal have you seen them at all not yet but i'm clearing out my <laughs> sorry not yet i have to be honest but i'm clearing out my schedule this tuesday and i'm gonna go see them for sure and i'm really excited and i have heard a, a lot of great things so really excited for that but um so you you're a theater kid um not in like that way but i mean like um, as a theater kid, is there anything like you faced with that stereotype or like have you seen that stereotype come into play or do you can you a little el elaborate a little bit on that stereotype that people put on um, theater kids? Um, I mean, I definitely have seen the stereotype in play just because like, you know, I'll be like, oh, yeah, like I'm in theater or I do stuff with theater kids and people usually grimace or they're like, oh, ew. <laughs> and it's like, you know, um, I really think it's honestly just disappointing that people refuse to see past the stereotype of, oh, ew, they're all weird because they're not weird. They just like listening to theater tunes <laughs> and they're, that's not a crime. And they're all really, really nice people. And and honestly, the theater community is one of the most like accepting, mm -hmm. kind communities that I've ever been a part of. Um, so, I, I mean, yeah, I've definitely seen people that are kind of like, oh, those those theater kids, you know, they're so so loud. And it's like, yes, they're loud, but they're also <laughs> really nice and loving, and I think that's beautiful. Um, yeah. No, that's that's really important and to discuss and what we're talking about today. Um, let's take it back to the roots for Elizabeth Forshee. How'd you get into theater and how'd this all start for you? Um, for me personally, it all began in seventh grade. I decided to join drama and it 
uh, it escalated, I guess. I like got involved in every production in middle school. Um, and then, yeah, I've always been pretty outgoing, very loud. Mm-hmm. So my mom kind of figured this will be good for her. And it was. <laughs> and it, it clicked. And I loved it. And I've recently found that I also love the behind the scenes stuff, not just being on stage. And yeah, there's a lot of really cool opportunities, but it's definitely been something that's been a part of my life for the past like five years. So, yeah. So you say since seventh grade, that's a pretty long time. So going from just the regular people you see at school, maybe, have you ever played a sport before? Mm-hmm. What, what sport have you played? Um, well, it was in elementary school, so it was a while ago, but I was a big runner. I was like mm. in the cross country and track, yeah. So going from an athletic sport like mm-hmm. track, um, how do you see the people that you're in drama with? How do you compare? Is it a very diverse group? I know I've played sports before, and there's not just one specific type of person. There's a lot of different ideas. There's a lot of different subjects people like. Is that the same with drama kids? Is everyone kind of different in their own way? Um, absolutely. I think, honestly, in like the theater program, the like the different kinds of people you find in there is so wild like I think in our last production we had a kid who was doing football at the same time that he was doing the musical and there I don't know you just you meet a lot of really cool people that you aren't normally exposed to in sports I think because um um I just think that because the drama program and theater is such an accepting space, a lot of people feel more comfortable being themselves and um, kind of coming out of their shell and stuff like that. So I do think regardless of where you go, whether it's a sport or theater, you'll find a diverse group of people. But I do think that there's the theater program kind of caters to a special type of diversity Mm -hmm. that is not really seen in a lot of other places. Yeah, so you started theater in seventh grade, so obviously it's been about a good while since you've been in this program. How has it really, um, has it really, like, um, changed your life, or, like, um, have you, has it made you, like, think of new things or new perspectives? Um, What has it, it's opened up new doors for sure, I've heard. Um, Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Um, Absolutely. I mean, honestly, before going into theater, I was pretty closed off to a lot of um, new ideas and different beliefs and things. And I think that joining theater has really changed my perspective in terms of how I view other people. I think that it's made me a lot more accepting and kind. And I think that um, compared to how I was before joining theater, which I mean, obviously I joined it at a pretty young age. So obviously that had a lot to do with the things I believed then compared to what I believe now. But theater was 100% like the main forming factor to the things that I believe now and not in like a negative way. Like I definitely think it's been a positive, um, thing overall. And yeah, I, um, yeah, I just think it's been really good for me. So, um, the theater group is really big. So, when someone says theater, what does that mean? Because I know there's, you mentioned improv and then drama production. So, what does, like, theater go as? What are, like, the different groups, would you say? 
Um, well, within theater, at least if we're just, I'm going to just talk from the high school perspective mm-hmm. because I don't know like all of the groups <laughs> everywhere because there's so many. But in high school, we have like musical theater and then we have theater that's just acting. And then we also have um, improv and we also have um like the backstage side of theater, I know that there are uh, like CTE classes where you can learn about building sets and stuff and there are positions for stage managing and all of that stuff that you don't really see on stage. But the main things that in theater, like in high school that they cater to are um, just like straight plays and acting with no music, the musicals and then improv, which are I think are like the three main performances that Um, at least in Clovis Unified that they have um, because every school has a musical and then a straight play and then they have improv shows like sprinkled throughout as well as other productions that aren't as big. Yeah, so earlier you mentioned that theater kids are really open, um, they're outgoing, and they're energetic and loud. Is this um, helpful to avoid um, negativity faced by that stereotype put upon theater kids? Does this outgoingness help subdue that stereotype that's placed on theater kids, would you say? Um, I mean, I think in some cases, yes, but I think in some cases, no, because, I mean... You know, loud people like myself, um, not everybody likes loud people, (laughs) and that's okay. So I do think that that can work to negatively affect how people view, like, theater kids. But I also think that um, being loud and outgoing and so positive about the things going on around you and uh, the people you see around you can um, help the stereotype and make people see that theater kids are actually they're all just really nice they're not like um they're not weird or anything they're all really really nice and um loving people but i mean that's not to say that all theater kids are super outgoing and loud i know plenty of kids who are involved in theater who are really quiet or subdued and um and it just goes to show that anyone can be a part of the theater. Pro- I sound like I'm trying to indoctrinate people <laughs> right now. Um, anyone can be involved in theater because even if you don't like being on stage, you can still do stuff backstage. And I mean, technically, they are still involved in like the theater program and they're still all so kind. And it's just, I don't know, it's crazy that everyone is like that, but then not everyone sees it that way. Mm-hmm. So... Do you think that if more people maybe talk to more theater kids? Because, um, you know, there's the class, there's it's a co-curricular. Mm-hmm. So I know if there's a football team, um, the football team are all friends. If there's the swim team, the swim team are all friends. If there's a book club, the book club are all friends. Mm-hmm. Do you think if the theater kids, you know, like talk to more people, just like other like everyone talks in classes instead of just kind of cutting them off that would destigmatize them more if more people kind of got a chance to realize that they're just literally everyone else they just have a co-curricular that's different than what they choose um i think so yeah but i mean i also think that theater kids aren't really cutting people off like mm-hmm. it's just they have their group of friends and like 9 times out of 10 that group of friends is also <laughs> involved in theater mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, yeah, engaging with people outside of theater helps, but 
on some level it's like if your friends are involved in theater then you don't really get involved with people outside of theater because like why would you mm -hmm. so i think we're clear on a basis that theater kids is just another co-curricular just like sports just like a club you're in and there's nothing really different than what they like to enjoy they like the people that they're around they like what they do if you're an improv they like doing improv if you're in book club you like reading books if you're a swimmer you like swimming that's just what they do that's what they love some are loud some are quiet some swimmers are loud some swimmers are quiet i think that um we just stereotype them as that for I don't know why it's jokes on TikTok, jokes, memes, whatever it is, social media gets spread by that. But I think overall, um, it's just another co-curricular that people like to participate in. And I did drama when I was I went to CalArts Academy when I was in like kindergarten to like second grade, uh -huh. and I stopped. So I got that experience. So I'm aware to that. But I know a lot of people maybe don't have that experience. So if they have never been involved with a community that's loving like that, they're not going to know. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if people just um, kind of just get an open-mindedness to what they have to offer, just like anyone else has, instead of just listening to what other people say, like the little domino effect or butterfly effect, then um, I think we'll all have a better understanding that we're all just people and that we're all just humans and that we all just want to live together in a world peacefully so yeah yeah and i think also with the recent production of hunchback a lot of students here at north have also seen how much work and effort um these um students participating in these uh, musicals and productions are going through and i think slowly we're overcoming this stereotype we're seeing that oh these are just hard-working students who are really passionate about what they're doing and it's really cool to start seeing that stereotype wall being broken down and seeing how we view them is just as anybody else and that stereotype is slowly breaking down yeah, um, if anyone got the chance to see Hunchback, it was so good. I went with my two cousins to see it, and there was points where we were laughing, smiling, like on the verge of crying. Mm -hmm. It was the whole roller coaster, and it was so much fun. And something I noticed is that there was so much involvement from different groups. There was a choir. They did so good. They literally just ate it up. They just played a special part in it. And there were so many different people that were in it and participated in it, and it was just so great. Um, so if you guys are listening, go see the next one. There's a senior show going on right now. Yeah. Do you want to talk about maybe the upcoming? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Okay, so there's actually a lot coming up at Clovis North. So this next weekend, I think it opens March 10th. Thursday? It opens Thursday. Mm -hmm. It's I Believe You. It's a senior, it was senior written, directed, everything uh, by the wonderful Casey Clayson. It's amazing. Uh, we also have uh, upcoming improv shows. The first one is the 14th. That is called like um, March Madness. Uh, and it's basically all of the improv teams from all of the Clovis Unified Schools get together and do one big performance. And then our next improv performance after that is the 24th of March. The 25th, we have a cabaret, which is kind of fun. All of the students get together and they sing silly little songs. Um, I also think that this isn't Clovis North, but Buchanan, uh, their production of Puffs opens the, I believe it opens the same night as the senior show, so I think it's the 10th of March. And then all the way in May, we have uh, Lost in Yonkers, uh, which the auditions were today, and so that 
isn't opening for a while, but yeah, that's that's coming up in a couple months. Yeah, and that's all. I think that's everything. Yeah. All right. So I'm glad we got to talk to you about this, and I'm glad that we got to cover that we're all just loving people, and so are theater kids. They're not scary. They don't bite. They don't growl at you. Um, <laughs> we're just all Oh my gosh, we're just all people, and we're here to share love with everyone. So, moving forward, Sabal, do we have anything else on this subject? Do you want to say anything else? No, I think so. All right, well, there you have it, Elizabeth Forshee. I know I've seen her working really hard in Hunchback and everything that she does. Um, Before we close out, we're just going to quickly go over a song of the podcast. So every time we have a new episode, a new recording, um, we're going to just release some songs that each of the interviewers and hosts are listening to. So for me, um, I'm currently listening to TSU by Drake. I really like it. Um, I was in the library earlier and it started blasting and it was really embarrassing. Uh, I'll pass it over to Lauren with her song. Thank you, Sabal. I'm so proud of you for sharing your Drake. Um, that's that's a really big step for our community. Um, so my song is Closing Time by Semi-Sonic. Um, I have been obsessed with this song for the past week. If you've seen me in the North parking lot, the cart parking lot, I'm blasting this song with my windows down. Um, it's by Semi-Sonic. It was released in 1998. It's in the album Feeling Strangely Fine. And it's more of like an alternative indie rock genre it's the 90s so of course it's going to be like that but it got a lot of awards um in this year um it was released on march 10th 1998 so i'm obsessed with the song right now go give it a listen once again it's closing time by semi-sonic and i'm going to pass it over to it Thank you so much. I've never heard of that song, but it sounds really exciting. Um, the song I'm currently listening to is Try and Love Again by The Eagles, which was released in 1976. It's not really a sad song, but I cried listening to it a couple days ago, and it's, ju- it's really good. I don't know. It just really affects me for some reason. Um, um, okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Elizabeth, and thank you so much for all of our listeners here on the Bronco Barn. And with that, we're going to close this week's episode, and we're actively looking for new interviewers for the next episode. So if you're interested, please let me and Lauren know. And with that, the Bronco Barn is out. Nay!